Welcome, welcome, welcome to Universe Extended, our after show discussion on all things Star Wars. We were doing a whole breakdown. We started Thrawn, but we never finished Thrawn. And I think I just got lazy and too caught up in a bunch of other crap. And now we have a new actual Star Wars show that I'm insanely excited to have a conversation about. Joining me on the mic tonight is Mr. JJ, the wannabe Giants fan, all-time Tigers fan of the show. How are <laughs> you tonight, right. sir? You wish I was a Tigers fan. Hell no, man. <laughs> I don't even like sports, so I don't. it doesn't matter what fan you are to me. So you're the guy who wears the Go Sports shirt usually when these events? No, I usually wear a um, Red Wings shirt because I do like the Red Wings, but I really just don't care about sports. And if, like, how about this? If sports disappeared... I just wouldn't care that much. <laughs> like I would I genuinely would not care. I'm sorry. I know that's like, like one of the worst things to say, but I just would not care if sports disappeared. My life would be not impacted at all. But if star Wars disappeared, I would be highly impacted and very offended, especially because I'm almost done reading a new book that I didn't even know existed till about two weeks ago called Shadow of the Sith, which is between the episode six and episode seven. And it's a brand new book that came out this year and it's about Ray's family. Yeah. I was like, oh my I God. Didn't I didn't either. I sh it showed up in a recommended and I was like, I don't want to read this legacy stuff, but it's really good. Like I Jeez. actually am very, like very weirded out by how good this book is. Is there an audiobook to it? Because I can yes. I'll pick that up in Audible in a heartbeat. So. Yep, it's it's I don't I don't okay I don't actually read books. I they're only on Audible. <laughs> like I, yeah, I don't yeah. I don't buy books anymore. Yeah, same here. Um. Yeah. All right. Awesome. I I gotta I gotta definitely put that on my list because yeah I'm definitely gonna want to read that absolutely. Yeah, it provides. I think it's a, a, one of those things where it's like a retrospective after the fact that like they created episode seven, eight, nine, and then they're like, oh hey, let's make a book about in between there. Um, but essentially like it's about, uh, Luke and Lando who team up, which is crazy, right? Cause like we never think about those things, but Luke and Lando team up, um, to essentially talk about the, the stuff between, uh, the two episodes. And they essentially are looking into why is Luke having visions about the dark side? Is there more Sith acolytes out there? And how did Ray get abandoned by her parents? And, and again, I still have like five hours left, so I don't know. They technically are still all together, but we know Ray gets abandoned to some extent, right? And yeah. we know that her father is Palpatine's son clone, however you want to categorize that. So, yeah, I don't know. It's been a very interesting book so far. I'll, I'll, I'll say it's weird because it's not Mark Thompson, right? Like narrating it, but it's still really good. And whoever's doing, I don't remember the guy's name. Um, oh, it's William Demerit. Not as good as Mark Thompson, but I will tell you, he this dude can do a Lando impression to like fucking rival the actual actor. Like it's good. It's good, good. <laughs> like really good. I like I it. I wonder if it's in the voiceover for Lando and some of the other like Star Wars uh like games and stuff like that. So, because I know Billy D has done some of the, the voice acting as well, but uh, yeah, I'm definitely really interested in that. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's, it's good. Like you should, yeah, every, everybody should read every Star Wars book. But um, I think this one is actually really good, though. I'll be honest. So, but that's not why we're here tonight. We're here to talk about Andor. So if you are still on from our earlier stream, you got five seconds because in five seconds, it's spoiler alertville. It's like that song Margaritaville, but instead spoiler alertville. Damn it. Somebody edit that song and get me that song clip of Spoilerville instead of Margaritaville. Da, 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 da. Yes, somebody do that because I don't know how to sing. Where's Dion when you need him? <laughs> yeah, right. All right, so you've been warned. It's been five seconds. We officially are going to be talking about Andor spoilers. Let's so, do it. All right. I'm going to say I'm I'm going to give my first impression really short sweet. It's amazing. I have only one gripe out of the whole 3 episodes. And I'm going to stop because I like to talk a lot and I've already talked a lot for the this episode and I'm going to turn it over to JJ. JJ, give me your first 2 to 3 minute breakdown of Andor. Extremely disappointed that there was only three episodes to start off with. <laughs> I had to major that. Um, but no, I absolutely loved it. Um, the They did a lot of world building around Cassian's background forage. Um, there's a, a, quite a bit of like time jumps between when he was a kid to where he was presently. Um, they kind of went in a little bit of a different direction than I thought they, what they would go, um, just based on um, things that he said previously in Rogue One um, about him like being in the fight since he was six years old. Um, uh, but I did enjoy it a lot um, because this is a Cassian that is just starting out. He's uh, He has skills. He has raw skills uh, that he's developed over the time since he was a kid that he's been taught down um, and then just further develops that in um, to, to help himself out in, in, in his search for his sister that he had lost and now he meets this um this rebel spy basically um that uh, sees the potential in in cassian and wants to help develop and and just that whole scene where he's talking with cassian and trying to um essentially try to get him to see the bigger picture of what's going on um to like recruit him for it and that exit uh that exit from from their planet um, man, that was just great build up. I enjoyed that so much. They have a great cast of supporting characters, and I was just, I was just really excited to see what's coming next. Yeah. So I think a lot of people are like, "Oh my gosh, there was a million hours of build up, and it didn't exceed to anything." And I was like, "Yeah, if it was a movie, oh no, did I lose JJ? If it was a movie, I would understand." To some extent, like I don't want to sit through an hour and a half and have so much buildup that we get to the last 20 minutes and everything like commulates or whatever you want to say that word, um, you know. But I think the big thing here, right, is that this buildup is meant for a 12 episode arc, right? Like we got two episodes of buildup and now we're going to get like nine more episodes. And to think that if they didn't spend the time building it up, like I don't, I don't know what to say folks. Like to me, to me, that was necessary. Like, and I didn't find anything but yeah. one gripe. I've one gripe in the whole thing. Um, 
Other than that, I didn't find anything else boring at all. Like I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. I actually had to take a phone call and then I had to put my kids to bed. Like I had to get them ready to say, hey, can you take the dogs out? Can you do all the other things? And blah, blah. And, you know, they tried to give me the excuse of, well, dad, uh, it's not over yet. And I was like, yeah, I know. But one of you's under a blanket, not watching it. The other one's on your iPad with the headphones on. Like, I don't think you're paying attention. So uh, y'all go scoot to bed. If you wanted to, you know, not go to bed early or on time, you should have paid attention. Um, But anyway, <laughs> uh, in, in, anyway, my one gripe. So I'm going to I'm going to give my one gripe because I do have a gripe. And I think okay. his name is Tim, right? The guy um, yeah. that that Cassian's friend was dating that co-owns, from what I understand, yeah. that salvage shop. Yeah. Tim is a pre-set up construct of how do we get to the next scene? Like he had to call the wannabe Empire police to come over to find Cassie and to create this whole dilemma. Like they openly stated there was not like any other hits into this like reach out call except for this one guy. One guy, one guy called. That's it. One tip throughout the whole galaxy. One tip. And then this guy, you could tell is a an asshole. Like he doesn't like that Cassian is friends with his girlfriend. And I understand the jealousy. I, I get it. But that's just this. That's to me. That's poor writing. That piece, that little catalyst piece is such a poor writing that it stands out to such an extent for me. Just like, it's like, I, I just, I just want to be like, you could find another way to get them there. You could figure out, oh, well, we could um, see all the ships leaving orbit. And oh, this one went in a weird direction compared to the other ones. And oh, this one went faster parsecs versus the, I mean, come on. There's like a hundred other ways you could fabricate them finding it, except for the jealous lover. And by the way, Cassian doesn't even seem interested in her. He doesn't hit on her the whole time. Well, I think because she was more interested in him than he was interested in her, honestly. But um, I mean, that that didn't bother me too much. Um, I, I did like that the, the they used um, uh, Mike Myers' fat bastard as the uh, the go getter guy in, in uh, to uh, to like move the army and. Um, he that whole company part like just just seeing like um like that whole whole corporate side in star wars where like you know they you have this newer younger commander right who's all like gun call about you know the rules and stuff and the other guy's like yeah we should probably not report this because we don't want the empire to come in and you know start looking at stuff that we don't want them to look into and you should probably just file it as an accident report and nothing else and I expect to see that report. And the other guy's like, no, I'm just going to turn this into a whole murder investigation. And you pretty much just killed your entire security team <laughs> like, yeah. in, uh, in, in doing all this and just not filing the damn report. I definitely like enjoyed seeing like that dynamic for it. Uh, the other piece was actually the ship that they took to go into uh, where Cassian was. I forgot the name of the planet. Um, it, it was holding in and docking like demilitarized versions of the LAT. Um, which they ended up taking to go into the atmosphere in it. And I thought that was a very interesting piece there. Um, now, relating it to X-Wing, do you think that this could lead to a scum lat? Like, or at least a lat version of us? Uh, or, yeah, kind of like a, a scum lat, like a corporate lat? 
do you do I think that they will reutilize the lat in other factions? Yes. <laughs> I think this 100% does that for me. And I feel that that it's highly possible we could get a scenario pack or something that would expand it into rebel and into scum. 100%. I could okay. even see it going into empire a little bit too. Personally. Yeah. Um, so y the answer is yes. <laughs> now, can we go back to the, the corporate piece of it where the, this yeah. guy does something incorrect compared to what his officer like states that they should do? Um, yeah. Because I think the key piece and, and, and I'm going to, I'm going to create a prediction and I know they're not going to kill Tim uh, or what, what was that guy's name? I don't even remember what that guy's name is. Nobody told me what this guy's name. I know he has a name. Yeah. I yeah. What is it? I forget his name. Yeah. I forget his name too. I, Whatever yeah, commando, com, I'm gonna call him Commander Dipshit, because that's how I see him is is an overzealous asshole. Um, and 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 and, and we're gonna come back to this because I, I I think I'll be honest, I think this is a huge focal point in my opinion of this whole series is just the way that this is coming together. I feel is gonna play out, and and this shows the ineptitude of the Empire, like because of pe the, the combination between these two people create the reason why you can actually not have a sustainable large empire that does these type of things. And, and I'm going to state this because the first thing is, is this guy wanted to go after it. What did his commander tell him? He told him he's pretty sure that these two guys instigated it and they got what they deserved. They got what they deserved, which is he said, a very empire ish, um, you know, like, they don't care about murdering people. They're just two peas in a pod. These yep. guys got murdered because they did go after Cassian. And it was a fact. They basically showed us. They spent 20 minutes giving us this whole layout about how these two empire pieces of shit were doing nothing but hassling Andor, who was not doing anything wrong. And it's that is the downfall. And this that is like if we want to talk about the core, the core episodes right the core movies that is the whole crux of why the empire fails is because of this and it's why cis fail is because of this large wannabe consumption of power and, and if we talk about in it i guess i'm tangenting a little bit but the, we talk about the rule of two right the rule of two yeah. talks about why you can't have all these other cis because of that and if you go back and read any of the older books that talk about you know, when the Sith were like, like in the thousands against the Jedi's in the thousands, why it fails and why the rule of two was created and why Pelp is very wannabe, you know, hedging his bets on this rule of two. It is because of this type of mentality is some guy recognized it was dumbasses that got themselves kid killed. Let's let's move on. And somebody goes, I'm a young hotshot. I need to make more money. I need to be more popular. I need this power. Therefore, I'm going to come in and do an investigation and threaten my whole team. And guess what? It all backfires. All of it. Because what else exactly. did the commander say? What else did that commander say? He said, if, they, if these guys are good enough to do this, we probably don't want to fuck with them. <laughs> like, he, yep, exactly. he calls it. He calls it. He, he calls laid it out. You could have ended the episodes right there and just moved into Cassie and working for the rebels. Yeah, like, he's just... Yep. <laughs> like this dude 
That dude should be given a medal. And I bet you next episode he's gonna get murdered. I bet you they're gonna they're gonna fucking kill that 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 commander. He's gonna somehow blame it on his commander, and that dude's gonna die. <laughs> and it's no, all because think, of this young kid. I think he's gonna double down with Fat Bastard and try to still go after Cassian with even more people somehow. No, no, no. I agree with you. And he's gonna get promoted. We see he gets promoted in the trailers. He's oh, yeah, promoted. <laughs> so oh, I think he's gonna kill his his commander or get his commander killed. His boss, who's gonna come back from his trip dealing with the Empire, is he's gonna yeah. he's gonna out him and then gonna say, Because you didn't support me, I had to do this on my own and I'm not trained to do this, therefore I got everybody killed basically. <laughs> and it's all because of you. And if you'd done something, we wouldn't have died. And then they're gonna murder that guy. That's my prediction for the next two episodes. Like, seriously. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you know, the 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 other guy said that, you know, he hates when, you know, uh, these people are become complacent and do nothing at the at the site of, you know, disorder and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, they absolutely set the stage for uh, the uh, the old commander to die. Absolutely. Yeah. And now we could talk a little bit in, in, in this. Like, I don't want to spend too long on this, but let's talk a little bit just for a second. Like. In our world, right, you we know cops harass people. If somebody kills a cop, right, like, like this mentality, this is commentary on our life, right? Like these, this guy is essentially like the bad cop. That's like, yeah, they were cops. They still didn't deserve to be murdered, but they were harassing the guy. Yeah, they were gonna rob the guy. Yeah, but still, they shouldn't be murdered. You're like, well, what, what, what should you do? Well, they should just not do those things. Well, how do you prevent that? Well, I don't know. Like, this guy's yeah. not talking about reform. He's talking about how the empire was built. Yeah, that's true. And this is why Palpatine's, this is why Palpatine's world fails right here. Palpatine yeah. took it beyond two Sith. He wanted to rule the fucking world, and he fails yeah. because he doesn't prepare. And even even when you look at, you know, some of the other books that we read, like in the Thorn books, you know, you see Palp just basically playing people against each other, you know, to compete for power. And that's what he basically enjoys. Like he just wants to like make people dance um, so that way he can show off his, you know, that he's in control of everything. That's how he manages the Empire. And that that trickles down across the board uh, throughout most of, you know, Star Wars lore for the Empire. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's go back to Andor now. Because I feel <laughs> that the way they set this up, my theory in the way they set this whole thing up is that because there is a 12 episode arc with, I guess, I didn't know this, but I guess they've committed to another 12 episodes. I don't know if they've recorded them or not, but like this is like a 24 episode series to some extent. You know, season one, season two, blah, blah, blah. But yeah. I think. Which is so exciting because of Saw. Like for me, Saw is like I cannot wait till Saw appears. Like I hate Saw and X Wing, but as a character, I love <laughs> Saw Guerrero. Like I really, like, I identify very closely with that revolutionary individual. Like that's me. Like if we ever get in a revolutionary, that's gonna be me with the bionic arms and the leg and the like. <gasps> I smoke too much weed now. I can't smoke weed anymore. You know, I don't have any lungs and just wanting to like murder people. Like, yeah, you, you killed a bunch of people. We're not going to play nice anymore. I love Saw. Like, Saw is actually 
honestly my favorite one of my favorite characters other than Thrawn in the in the whole Star Wars lore. Love saw. Anyway, I feel that these episodes created a new space and a new way of storytelling than we've had before because they didn't rely on us having to have all this other knowledge of a million other Star Wars things. Like you don't have to know that this is a rebellion being built. They are taking you through the steps. Exactly. And that's why I really like Rogue One. Like I actually went and saw Rogue One in the theater a month ago with my stepson because um they put it in IMAX, which is really cool, actually. I liked yeah, it. I really wanted to see that. I didn't get a chance. Yeah. I had a lot of fun. Him and I had a lot of fun that day seeing that. Um, I was oh my god. Anyway, it to me that whole culmination of how they did Rogue One, this is going to be that same stuff. To me, this feels like a very similar type of storytelling that's leading up to everything. It's gritty. It doesn't need to be perfect. They are openly um, admitting mistakes that they've made. Um, They are openly saying the rebellion is not really this uh, cushy, lovey-dovey, we built ourselves up from nothing and not murdering people. That's not what the rebellion is. And I feel like this is an adult version of extension extension of rebels. Like his rebels, I think is one of the best, um, hands down one of the best series. Yeah. And the other part of it too, is that uh, they definitely like had a little more suggestive scenes too, specifically with, um, (laughs) with the girl when she goes into the bed and she has the come Heather moment that, that, kind of like took me off because you know i i have my kids watching and you know of course that flies over the head and then like she's like starting to the show but i'm like wait what like is this like hbo like what's <laughs> like it just caught me off guard because you know you've never seen that in star wars before but uh but i i found that funny um but uh beyond that just you know just them expanding on like his history right because obviously when they go to the flashbacks for when he was a kid and that it seemed like a tribe, right? Like that they were just yeah. living that. Um, that um, I was confused at like what error that was, but because there were humans that came out of the ship and started like, you know, that killed his mother, obviously. And later on, they make mention that the Republic is coming and we need to get out of here. So it's like, if they're saying that the Republic is coming, then was that a CIS ship that crashed? Yes. Right? I think so. They what? had CIS, yeah. They look like they had CSI or CIS logos on their their jersey. If you go back and watch it, that's what it looks okay. like. I'm not. I couldn't tell because it's so far away. They could yeah. technically be Empire logos, but I think they're CIS logos. I think they're separatist. Yeah, logos. yeah. So I, I was just like, a, I was like, a, like a little, like just confused, like at um, like what exactly that ship was carrying that you know needed to get shot down by the Republic, right? Because there's obviously no other like backup fleets or anything like that like to to escort it or like you know support droids or anything like that to support it or anything or even any droids in the center for like internal security so i just that kind of threw me off on like what that was and um and, and i found that part like really interesting i half expected that the transponder that he had found was actually going to be in the ship where they originally <laughs> found him um but then when there was when they established that uh, republic is coming i'm like oh okay i guess that's not where he found it um, but yeah, like I found that that piece really, really interesting. And 
obviously, and I, I'm pretty sure that the ship that um, uh, the Rebel Spy was um, was flying, that was at least a form of a Decimator, from what I could tell, right? It was a different version of the Decimator. Yeah, I think it was smaller. It felt smaller than the Decimator. <clears throat> but yes, I, yeah, okay. I could see the similarity to it. I couldn't pin it either because I don't rem- I, I had not seen one similar to it. How about that? So that I was a little confused yeah. by that as well. Um, I didn't look it up. I guess I should have done that before the show was look up if that ship actually had a name from something else that we just didn't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I just started like looking through like my Armada list and see if I could identify there. But yeah, I, I couldn't uh, like quite identify uh, like some of the, the other stuff there. Uh, okay, so the other part I want to talk about is the other, you know, star of the show, B2 EMO. Um, man, I love that droid. That droid was great. I loved it. Um, it, it it's like unintentional sarcasm <laughs> that he like he speaks. Um, but I absolutely love him as a supporting uh character for this uh the show so far, and I can't wait to see um if they actually bring him back in the series to help out Cassian or if he eventually becomes the basis on how they reprogram K2SO. All right. I didn't think about that. That that's interesting, right? Like maybe he goes back to the world three episodes later, four episodes later, and his mother is no longer. And the droid is just there. Doesn't know what to do. And is in such disarray. He takes the droid, can't repair it. Cause he doesn't know how to do that shit. And transfers the consciousness or whatever you want to call it into K2SO. Yeah. Okay. That's a good prediction. I like that. I I that would fit the theme of the 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 show as well. Um. Yeah. You know what the other thing? Is? Go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say because you know because I, I was watching Rogue One uh, right before I started watching Andor, and I was like, you know, uh, K2SO is weirdly attached to Cassian. Yeah, and that's it's something you don't see even with like C3PO and and R2D2 and their behaviors. Um, when you relate them with like Anakin, for instance, um, or even Luke later on, like they don't share that same type of attachment to their their creator, I guess if you would say, um, like like the way K2SO was with Cassian. All right, yeah, I can see that, and I I think that's a really good point. Um, and you know what? Does when when does Cassian die? Five years or I'm sorry. Or not Cassian, I'm sorry. K2SO. Because I don't remember seeing him. Does he? Yeah, he does. In the vault scene when they're about to get the plans. That's right. That's right. You're right. Yeah. But did we actually see him die? Uh, Yes, because the Death Star blows up the entire... Oh, that's right, because he was just dying. (laughs) Never mind. (laughs) Never mind. Spoiler alert. The star. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think that's a good theory. I could see that. I would. I would actually. I think that would be a very good tie-in. Um, that they could do. Um, I do really like that droid, though. I think that. I think they're getting more creative on how they do some of these droids. Um, comparatively. And how about this? I will disagree with you on R two D two. Um, in the aspect of, I believe R two D two is similar. He just doesn't have the motor function to give you 
the language because everybody somehow understands R2-D2. Sure. I don't know how they understand him, but somehow they do. Same thing with BB-8, right? Because yeah. he just has beeps. Yeah. Yep. But I feel that it's there. And if you go back and actually, if you watch the Resistance show, BB-8 has a huge, huge draw yeah. to Poe. Like you, like it's like, oh my Fair God. Point. I didn't think um, about that. Fair point. So I, I think that it, it's been established and I think this is creating a new a new format for them to relinquish some of that. Like, right. It's creating a new way for it to go through. And I'll tell you what, if the ending episode is them transferring, um, the consciousness into K2SO is the last thing they do in the episode or in the show for this season. I will tell you that that show has superseded the Mandalorian for me. That will 100% be better Mm. than the Mandalorian. Nope. We'll see. We'll see. Because that's that's pretty big shoes to fill, okay? Nope. Um, but it does have the potential, I'll tell you that. But it does it still have, it has a very good start so far. Um, but I think it still has, uh, it has to maintain it. And this is the trick, right? Because, you know, Mandalorian, because it only had uh, 10 episodes uh, for the first season, they had con- to condense the storyline and the development a lot more into their episodes um, to help develop the characters, you know, as the as the time went on for it, um, and they're brand new characters on top of that, right? Like we had no real motion on who these characters were, you know, barring Ahsoka and and Luke whenever they appeared. Um, Andor doesn't have that. They have twelve episodes, which they've taken the first three to really like set up, you know, the the whole world around Cassian. Um, but we do already know what he will eventually become. So carrying that momentum um, into a character that which we know what the, his fate is going to be eventually um, and maintaining that same hype level um, over a longer span. Uh, granted, there's only two more episodes more than Mandalorian was in the first season is a lot more difficult um, in this case. So I have cautious optimism that they're going to do great with it. Uh, Disney has done pretty good work so far for most of their shows, <clears throat> not book of Boba. Um, so I, I kind of give them that caution, cautious optimism for it. I don't know. I, I, I think if they, I, I don't care if they, I will say it right now, if they move the droid into K2SO to me, that, and maybe it's just because it's the rogue one, you know, like, which is one of my favorite movies like ever. Like I, I feel rogue one is how star all star Wars should have been. Like, I almost feel like they should reshoot some of these other movies to make them more like rogue one. Like personally, I just really like rogue one. If you're interested in reboots, I mean, we can uh, eventually discuss about the impact of Ezra and the world beyond worlds. I mean, just saying we, we could, and, and that that is a thing. I don't disagree with you. I think that's it. I don't know. I just, like, to me, Rogue One felt this is this is what a rebellion is, right? And, like, I'll be honest with you. The reason I don't play a lot of Rebels in X-Wing is not just because I didn't own all the ships, but I find it a lot of boring, right? And when we go back and watch the original, you know, movies, you're building, you're building up, we're building up to the, this rebellion. But then all of a sudden we get Rogue One, and it's like, this is what all the, the first three movies should have been. You know, this is what, what four, five, and six should have been like. Like, there's so much more. And again, I think it's a... And now we're going to talk a little bit 
I guess we're not going to talk about, but this is Chris. This is me explaining why, like, I believe intelligence evolves, right? And I believe that's why we get newer stories and different things, things that are different than we've ever had before. And that's because things adapt and evolve and they, they become more in people become more intelligent and all these other things that you learn from things. Right. And I feel that rogue one is a better telling of how a like rebel squad would work together than we had in episodes four, five and six. And, and I don't think that's like a fault of George Lucas is right. Right. Like I, I don't, I think it's a time period. You have the seventies. You don't have the internet. You don't have all these other things that we have access to now. Like we don't have the research on how rebellions work in the same manner. Like, yes, America is a rebellion. Like we were a rebellion. Like we were supposed to be an all inclusive rebellion against, you know, um, you know, the, the English empire. Right. Um, but I think a lot of these things get lost because a lot of us have never been involved in shit, but we have now that we have the ability to retell things in such a different manner. If we honestly sat down and like, if you and I had to go back to the 1700s and be part of that, like, I feel rogue one categorizes how a rebellion works so much more than what we've been talking about. And, 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 and I hate extending this, but again, I could go back to world war two. Look how long it took for America to get involved in world war two against, you know, the, the Nazis and stuff like that. And look how much damage they did. And finally we came back in and finally we started putting a firepower and stuff like that. But look at all those little countries that were fighting back against Germany saying, help. Hey, somebody come here. Come on. Come on. Like, we have these, these people are awful. They're, they're murdering, they're murdering Jews. They're murdering gay people. Like what the hell? Like what's wrong with all these? Why are they just murdering people? That's not how we do things. Right. And then finally everybody woke up and said, Oh shit, maybe we should uh, be a part of this. Rogue one is the wake up call to me. Like to me, that is the wake up call for the rebellion. I don't know. Yeah, it's true. I mean, that's the, the single moment where like the rebellion has to decide where they're either going to, you know, bow and, and to the overwhelming show of power, which is the Death Star at that point, um, or, you know, go in and fight and try to find a way. And, you know, and, and they coined the term very perfectly, you know, the rebellions are built on hope and, you know, uh, Rogue One, you know, just for them to to go in and try to uh to save the rebellion and save the dream, just like Saul wanted to, you know, by, um, by going in and trying to, you know, get those Death Star plans to take down the empire. Um, yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. I feel like he just threw a lot of shade at George Lucas and I feel like I'm going to get a lot of hate for that. <laughs> Hopefully you don't, don't. I mean, no, I'm sorry. No, like shade. no we, shade. It's not like, I mean, we, things evolve. And I just yeah, feel, simple. I the feel George like was limited by the technology of his time. That's, that's not really a critique. It's just, it's a fact. Like he was limited by the, the, the tech of his time. You know, they yep. didn't have like, you know, the advanced computer graphics that we have now or CGI. So, you know, it's just, it's just limited. I don't, and I don't think that they had the library of material to understand rebellions in the same way, nor the budget. Right. Like, I think that that's a big thing is. Like, and, and we talk about, like, for example, I'm a big fan of John Oliver's show, right? I, I'll just make it known. I'm, uh, there you go. I'm a liberal, blah, blah, blah. I love John Oliver. Um, they have a lot of people that write that do nothing but sit around and, like, find clips and do all these things. Like, oh, my God. And it's because it's a multi-million dollar corporation funding this. 
you know, um, we have different things than we did in the seventies. It, it, like nobody thought Star Wars would be a thing, and I love those documentaries. I mean, I love, I love the 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 story of how this was basically something from nothing, and people just were like, "We love this. We identify this." But I don't know. Like to me, like I again, not a big fan of Rebels and X Wing, <laughs> but you to me, Harrison Dula and Shat are in the Phoenix Squadron. Does not inspire you to fly a damn BCX <laughs> and a Rebel Tie Fighter. All right, it it does a little bit actually. Um, two BCXs. There you go. Give me Callus and, and Hera. On top of that, she was in Rogue One. They called her by name, and she flew the Ghost in Rogue One. Man. I know. Come on. <laughs> I know. I just I don't like Rebel. I'm sorry. I like my CIS. But any anyway. But like. I really just feel that Rogue One was this defining movie that people overlook. Like, I just like, and there's a lot of hate that goes into the newer movies that I don't agree with either. Um, and, and, and that's why I get called like, Oh my God, like you're just like a star Wars enthusiast. You like anything that they put out. I didn't like Boba Fett. There you go. I openly stated that shit. Like, I don't, I'm sorry. Like, you know that I did really like Obi-Wan. But I feel Andor has like superseded that with these three episodes. Like, and, and I think it was well placed that they did all three at once, right? I think that was very well timed. Like, whoever marketed that is a genius. Like, props to you, baby, because that was a smart move. Because I'll tell you what, I literally sat at the edge of my seat. I'm dead serious. On Wednesday night, I sat at the edge of my seat. And was yelling at my TV and applauding it. And I don't normally applaud things. And I had been drinking a little bit, but I was so fucking <laughs> excited by the end of that. Like, I was like, where's the, give me episode four right now. I'm done. I'm going to drive to fucking Hollywood. I'm going to kill some people. They don't give me episode four. I know it's already done. Just give it to me. Stop making me wait. I want my Netflix. <coughs> um, <coughs> sorry. But it, that's, I, I felt that this represents the books so much better than we ever get. Like this felt like more of taking a book and making it a movie. And it felt more game of throne ish. How about there you go. And, and that's it. Let's talk epi- or seasons one through four, or one through five of game of thrones. Um, that's what yeah. this felt like. Very well developed. The part. Huh? The exciting part of game of thrones. Yes. Yeah. I, I think all of the series of game of thrones is great until you hit like, season six <laughs> yeah i still yeah. like it i still like it it's just not as good like because and, and i you know why is because george hadn't finished writing all of them that's why like so they don't they, like the guys were going off of and like again it's like list building think about it like you're a list builder and i'll tweak your list that's how i feel the guys at game of Thrones were they're like oh all these books i could tweak it and make a good move or a good show out of it that's how i feel like you know like they're not story developers and that's where they failed. Yeah. But they, when they have something to go on, they worked very well. I feel like this, because there's so much that they have fleshed out between these time periods, that that's what we're getting. We're getting a more book style show than we've ever gotten before. Yeah, I agree. And I'm here for it. I'm just telling you right now, I'm here for it. And I'll be the first to tell you when I'll, I'll critique it. I hated Tim's fuck Tim's fuck that guy. Lazy writing. <laughs> Everything else except for, okay. One thing I didn't understand and I hope they go into this is 
Remember we saw those trailers of the guy beating the, the main drum, right? And I never oh, understood yeah. what that was. And then all of a sudden they had the episode and all of a sudden everybody's beating the drum. Like, I want a discussion. I want an explanation for that. Yeah. That's genius. Yeah, and how yeah. did they get everybody yeah. across the city to do that no matter what? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're right. I, I, I didn't think about that piece. Yeah, you're right. Crazy, right? Yeah, and then they all stopped when Cassian got to the house. Like that was like a signal for some reason. I mean, yeah. maybe it was a coincidence when it happened, but yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I want I want that piece, even if it's just five minutes. I just I just I want the answer to that. I think like and maybe that's a mystery we'll never know. But I thought that was that was really good writing and that that took me by surprise right there. Yeah. That whole thing took me by surprise. Yeah, man. I don't know. I don't know. I'm excited. I'm excited. It's a yeah, new a, 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 a new leaf. I'm sad. I yeah. thought I thought Bad Batch was coming out this week. I'm very sad now because oh, I was so excited I to have you. two Star Wars shows. Two. Two of them. And I love Bad Batch. Well, I'll, honestly. I think then we're going to... Oh, no, we're not. No, never mind. I, I was going to say we're going to have Bad Batch and then overlap with Mando, but Mando is like February or March. It'll be an overlap. We're going to get Tales of the Jedi next. Oh, I'm excited. For and that. that's October. Yeah. And if they do any, if they do the, like I finished visions a month ago and I ended up really liking that show um, more than I thought I would. Um, Which there is another season of that coming out. So uh, I'm excited to see what they do. Like it would be great if they actually gave a lot of those studios the, um, the rights to actually do a proper story because uh, there's quite a few studios that um that had a really good story for what they developed um even though none of those stories are canon for obvious reasons um but i think that they have the potential to deliver a very good story uh for star wars even if it has nothing to do with any of the main characters or anything like that i'm actually a-okay with that because that gives them more freedom um, but it would be nice to see them actually hire those studios to do proper uh, canon Star Wars work and see <laughs> where they take it. Especially if they could do like uh, space battle scenes. Oh my gosh, man! I would mm. absolutely love that. That would be amazing. Yeah, I think so too. I, I, I I'm excited for it. I, I, I will tell you, I'm not as excited as Bad Batch though. Um, even with this Tales of the Jedi, I'm still not. They haven't brought me in like Bad Batch did. Um, okay. Uh, Yaddle, that's that's the, the number one thing I'm really excited about in Sifo Diaz. Sifo Diaz, I'm very excited about. Yes, it'd be nice to flush that Yaddle, out. Yeah, because we see a, a moment where we see Count Dooku fight, fighting Yaddle, and Yaddle we only saw briefly in the Jedi Council room in episode one, and then she disappears. And this is probably maybe around the time where Grogu first appears somewhere. So I would hope that there would be a little more backstory to that in relation to Yaddle, maybe. And we get a little more information on Grogu there uh, from Tales of the Jedi. And he might make a cameo. We know, we don't know. But it would be awesome if they did include that in in that series. So, Yeah, wouldn't that be... Oh, man, wouldn't that be a twist? The last episode in that arc is the origins of Baby Yoda. Oh, my God. Like, Oof, mm, that's spicy. That's that's a spicy. All right, you got me a little bit more renewed. I'm more excited for the Dooku um uh Asajj action. I'm hoping we get some Asajj yes. out of this. 
Um, that's what I'm kind of hoping for. Uh, cause it'd be nice to have Asajj and, uh, CIS <clears throat> and, and AMG. Or, or a young Dooku in Republic. No, 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 you can't have, no, no, disability. no, no, yes. no, 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 yes. no, 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 for you. It's coming. No, you can it's have Qui-Gon Jinn. You can have Qui-Gon Jinn. No Dooku. <laughs> yeah, Qui-Gon Jinn and what, a Delta 7, right? <laughs> Qui-Gon Qui Jinn can stand in the lat and direct and coordinate people. There you go. I'm going to have you out some uh, shields. There you go. I'll help you regenerate <laughs> a shield. No, he, he trains people how to become Force Ghosts, so you can <laughs> All right, all right, there you go. Yes, he can. Oh, oh, there you go. Like a tell, like a tell ability where he can, you could sacrifice your ship. Damn, that's a good one. You could sacrifice your ship to bring another ship back at one health. Oh, gosh. Oh, doesn't matter what ship it is, it could come back. Now, the, the caveat would be is that once the points are scored, you couldn't get the points back. So it would just come back to help you kill things. Damn it. Why did we? Damn. That's a, we missed that. That's a good ability. You So like, think about it on your lat. Your lat's at two health. You, you trigger, you trigger to murder your lat. And then after you murder the lat, you bring back another ship. It ranged over range three of every other ship. So it has to be outside of range three of every other ship on one health. Points are already scored. I mean, yeah, like, like a Tell Travora type of thing. Yeah. I mean, Except maybe. for all yeah. the points are scored. So let's say you bring an Anakin back. You can't, like, all of a sudden go, ooh, I'll get these uh, points back. I get, I'm going to get all my seven yeah. points back. You, you don't get any points back. It is literally a comeback to screw you, screw, like, to, all of a sudden here comes Ada Anakin. Oh my God. Here comes Ada Anakin, ready to kill you, right behind you. Oh, so spicy. So spicy. Oh, this would be so good. As long as he doesn't have juke and malice on him. Yeah. <laughs> no. If he has it, it, if he has it, I don't know. <laughs> a D7. I don't know what a D7 is. Oh, does... oh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, in comic. Yes. Okay. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would say Qui-Gon in a Delta 7 too, actually. But I still think a crew, there. we should mint that card. Like, we should just create our own X-Wing. We should just, like, be like, oh, we're going to create our own X-Wing. Anyway, anyway, we're, we're, we're really, you're, you're falling into my tangent. That's what's happening. I tangent <laughs> like crazy, especially at 1130 at night. Um. All right. So I'm excited about Andor. We get it. Do we get new episodes every week? It's cut and come out again this week. Yeah, okay. Wednesday. Yeah. All right. And then so, the She Hulk, which I'm enjoying very thoroughly. Uh, but yeah, excited. Yeah, I enjoy She Hulk too, but that's you're talking like in, unless they merge them together somehow, that's a whole no. different universe. And I don't want to see Invader versus Thanos or anything. No, hell no. I kind of do. Isn't it, what what's the name of that YouTube mashups? They have like these rap battles. So what's the no, 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 they have rap battles. What are the rap battle ones? Oh, yeah, yeah, it is rap battles. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. I don't remember who makes that. There's some company that makes it, but those, like, when they do the... I want to see a Vader versus Thanos one. There you go. Somebody somebody tell them that. I don't even know if they still exist. But anyway. Yeah, anyway, anyway, anyway. We will be back with a new Universe Extended episode 
next week after our normal podcast because why not? Like, I'm we'll be talking about Andor every week until it's done. Like, we just won't help ourselves. So that's what we're gonna do. Um, if you like what we're doing, you can subscribe, follow us. Links, uh, you can scan the shit below, or you can find the links in the description. Uh, thank you, JJ, for joining me on our Andor journey tonight. We will be back next week, 9 p.m. Eastern time. Or if you don't like our podcast and just want to talk about Andor, we'll be back at 11 p.m. Eastern time to talk about Andor. Thank you. Have a good night, and we'll see you next week. See ya.